Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It is exactly that thing that you just said. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly like that. Well, folks, we're back. Yeah. Rocking uh, it. Look at this. What's this? Patron. I got a little Patron when I drink, which is very rare. So um, you should feel very excited that... I am very excited. Not honored. I don't want you to think like you need to be honored, <laughs> but just just know it's a rare occasion. I'm, you know, it's it's funny, and this is gonna sound like a, <laughs> this is not what it sounds like. It sounds like a low self confidence thing, but I'm just always honored when anybody just just the mere fact that anybody makes time for me, if that makes sense. I not, understand not, not that. Not putting myself down. I don't mean it like that. I just mean in the sense that like everybody's busy. Everybody, yeah. everybody has things that they're doing. So totally. just, like just the fact that someone's like, yeah, let's meet up and do this thing. And I'm like elated. I'm just like, fuck yeah. We're going to do the thing. <laughs> I got similarly excited. Yeah. Uh, and w- yeah, I totally agree with that because yeah. I feel like things like this, you know, they're the kind of thing you want to set a day aside for, yeah. not just like, I'm going to fit you in kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was very happy, like, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it feels good. It feels really good. It feels really good to be the place this is happening at. So I am equally very excited. Cool. I'm going to pause for a second. Is that bad? Uh, To rinse out. Well, yours is clean, and I can deal with this. (laughs) Never mind, we're not pausing. (laughs) ain't pausing for shit. (laughs) This is show business. You can't pause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's no pause button in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Damn it. No. <laughs> exactly. I wish there was, though. Yeah. Well, since we, were, since we were briefly talking about drugs and psychedelics and what have you. Yeah. Let's uh, call them psychedelics. Yeah. Drugs is a bad name for them, honestly. Dr- drugs are bad. No, I mean, yeah, drugs, pharmaceuticals, Drugs makes them sound so not useful. They're so useful. They're extremely useful, yeah. So, yeah, like I've been very excited it's it's almost been a year and but i've been wanting to like tell the story of my trip to ecuador my ayahuasca trip yeah and I, again just for the sake of you know my, my friend that i went with i won't i you know reveal his name because i don't know if he wants his stuff all over the world you know like people knowing that shit about him so just to be really nosy is it anyone i know no oh okay no no boring I I guess the story will be fine. I guess you can tell the story, but no, totally Um, joking. No, but like, so I definitely had that like on my bucket list of like just just doing ayahuasca. I became fascinated after watching that um, that documentary uh, DMT, the Spirit Molecule. Yes, and I was just like, ooh, like that sounds fascinating. Uh, Mostly because it's just being in your mid to late 20s as i was as 29 i'm 30 now yeah that's partially relevant i guess you know just where i am in life but just trying to figure things out always trying to figure what's the next step i had some things uh going on in my life that i was trying to get some answers to mm-hmm. um, i'm gonna put some water and salt on your hand oh i'm listening cool um so i didn't know how to not say that on air and pantomime <laughs> it to you i apologize <laughs> Oh like, yeah, let me just let me just throw all this shit all over you. I'm like, what's going on? So <laughs> um, you read, like, yeah, just hearing about it and, and seeing all the potential benefits that could come from it. 
I wanted to have like, you know, authentic ayahuasca experience. You know, I've always been fascinated with the idea of death as disturbing as that sounds. Like remember being a very young child. Guilty. Yeah. Same thing. And just like asking my mom about that, of like what happens when you die, that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Being like four or five years old and just like, what happens when you die? Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) yeah. And getting into the whole like discussion about, you know, religion and heaven and hell and all that stuff at very, very young age and just not being able to, uh, it, it didn't, it didn't satisfy me. None of that satisfied me. And it was, it was scary and it was overwhelming. Like, yeah. Just, you know, the idea of, of infinity or nothingness really. So yeah, even that one's unsatisfactory and it, it seems to satisfy some people, but, uh, not me. Yeah. Your ceremonial shots of tequila. Well, Patron. It's Smooth. tequila. Is Smooth. it good? Yeah. Good. Mm. Tasty. All these disgusting noises. Libations are good for this topic. Yep. <laughs> Anywho, so going. <laughs> going, going, going right into it. Uh, so we, we traveled to Ecuador and we spent like three days. Basically, we spent every other day at this guy's house. And he was kind of like our guide, if you will, to like, almost like a middleman, if that makes sense. It's like you you... You stay with him on the off nights to prepare for ceremonies. Okay. So there was two ceremony days. So we did this twice. I was like, okay, you know, you, you, know, you have your experience, you have a day to reflect, and then you have another ceremony. Mm-hmm. So that's day day one, day two, day three, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so we, you know, we went into it, and um, we were there with you know shaman and stuff like that, and there was this kind of weird thing that. Uh, I wasn't really down with, but obviously you kind of go with it because it's part of the ceremony. And I guess apparently some of these people do things differently. Uh, one of the first things that we had to do right before taking the ayahuasca was um, like snort this tobacco water to like open everything up and just like let it awesome. let it sit in there. That that was crazy. It almost kind of simulates in a way the the feeling of drowning or something, if that makes sense, because uh-huh. you just like. You just in this, snort it? Yeah, it's just like this this water that these I tobacco I snort salt water when I get sinus infections, so Crazy. I feel like I would handle that well, but okay. I think being told you have to snort water <laughs> just right off with no experience snorting yeah. water, that's a, yeah, a lot. It was, it was weird. I was just like, okay, like I'm awake, I guess. <laughs> it's like when you get into the swimming pool or you jump too hard and the water goes up your nose. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What did that feel like? Um... Did it open? Was it satisfactory? Like, was it worth that moment? Yeah, I mean, it was. It's just it was kind of uncomfortable in in the moment that you're doing it because it's like kind of feels like you're choking briefly, you know. But afterwards, like, yeah, I could feel everything kind of just. And then when y'all leave open. the room, the shamans are like, "Yeah, we didn't. We just wanted to make them do that." I, the guy's <laughs> they're, like, they're "What?" All, the they're guy's all just laughing. Yeah, the elders <laughs> like, "What is that?" And then the was, guy's just like, I just wanted to try it. I just want to see if they do it. Fucking Americans. No. Uh, <laughs> um, no, so like, it's it's hard to it's hard to describe the exact setting, but we were outside. It was kind of like an open hut, and it was right by the river. So it was a great setting right outside like, the Amazon. We're getting in the mood. There's a campfire rolling around. You know, basically this is all happening as the sun is setting. So it's turning dark, and we're about ready to start our ceremony. It's me my buddy 
there's the uh, shaman leading the ceremony. And then there was another person who's an expat. She's living there. And she's like, yeah, this is like my seventh ayahuasca ceremony this year. And I was like, fuck. Like, oh my God. Yeah. And so she was kind of telling us going into it, like, it has increasingly beneficial qualities about doing it. Like every experience you do, it kind of like builds on itself. You become yeah. more and more cleansed, just free of all of those pressures and the things that kind of keep you weighed down through regular life and stuff like that. Yeah. Strangely, she she got into it because of the fact that she was wrestling with drug addiction. Yeah. Which I know from an outsider's perspective, if they're thinking about all drugs being the same, it's like, well, this is totally different. And like you said, it's not really the same. This is more like a medicine. It's been totally clinically proven yeah. outside of traditional methods. Exactly. And yeah, to help with addiction. That's one of the things that was kind of being repeated throughout the process. And that, that made me kind of, you know, feel better about it too, as well as that it's like a medicine. It's really kind of like detoxifying your body physically and your spirit. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of like everything is being purged. So I'll get down to it, what it was like, the good stuff, right? I was just trying to put a little, up a little bit of a setting there. Yeah. So we, you know, we, we partake, you know, we're each given like a little bowl with a brew in it. And, you know, you're told to drink it as smoothly as possible. And, you know, they were telling us that, you know, typically you start feeling things within yeah, maybe 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, something like that. You'll start, you know, everybody's got their little purging buckets because, oh, you man. know, yeah. that's going to be your best friend for the next couple of hours, basically. Mm-hmm. And so we're all just there in our chairs and just staring at the fire in the middle and just kind of, you know, just waiting for it. Part of me is scared because of the fact that I know what I'm getting myself into. Like, I know this is going to be the most intense experience of my life. I've done shrooms at least a dozen times in my life and... It had been a few years, I would say, since my last mushroom trip. So I was like, okay, I'm like kind of prepared for this, but kind of not. Like, I know this is going to take me to a place where I'm probably going to feel like I'm about to die. Uh huh. Because and, of well, because well, of, the nature of the drug, but yeah. also like you tend to think about that as yeah. you just said before. Yeah. Oh man. So the onset of it, it was really weird. Imagine the, the scenario here. All right, typical kind of symptoms, you know, you kind of feel yourself getting a little heavy, things start kind of getting a little bit wavy, that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, shit, oh, oh, here it comes, you know, all right. Okay, first wave kind of comes in, and I start getting very nervous, like I have to move my hands, that kind of shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I gotta, I gotta do this, you know, trying to maintain some sense of control of my body. Right. Because I don't know what's going to happen, so I'm just trying to be there, I'm just doing all this kind of shit. And then suddenly, I start noticing a very heavy gravitational pull, almost like the presence of a field, like a force field, mm-hmm. an energy field around my hands. Yeah. It felt like when you take two magnets and they're repelling each other. Yeah. You do this. Yeah. And you could feel like the energy of your hands like repelling each other. Yes. And I was like, holy shit, this is weird. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of focused on this and I'm kind of wigging out a little bit. Again, it's about 15 minutes in and I'm kind of looking around like, what's everyone else doing? You know, like, <laughs> like is anyone else looking at me, looking yeah, at my hands? Yeah, it felt kind of silly, you know, so. <laughs> what uh, were they doing? From from my perspective, they were just, they were, they just, were just normal. They were just sitting there minding their own business, you know? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. You're like, it's only me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
after a while, you know, everything starts becoming louder. So all of my senses are becoming heightened. I mean, obviously from that, right? But then like sound particularly. Yeah. The sound, it started kind of making me a little nauseous. Because mm-hmm. I was focused on the fact that we're in this very remote setting. And I'm hearing the rhythmic patterns of like the insects and the wind blowing in the trees and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And there's something about it that started sounding very technological it almost sounded like white noise in a way or it was starting to sound like yeah just synthetic yes and it seemed completely at odds with the actual setting yeah that i was in i'm like this is the most this is not at all what i was expecting yeah i'm like this is nature why is it starting to sound like a fake environment and everything's starting to sound like robotic and everything's like and yeah. then they got the river just kind of going in the background, like just white noise. And then it starts, it's all getting louder. It's a nerve wracking. And louder. Yeah. 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 And then I start thinking about how far I am from all of my friends and family, all the people I'm closest to. Yeah. And like just everything about my situation starts really getting a little scary. It, yes. And then I can start feeling really, really in tune with my pulse. Oh, no, I hate all, just, everything you're saying yeah. I've experienced, and I hate that. Yeah, it's it's almost like the onset of like a panic attack it's, or something. Yeah, and it's like the bodily awareness of, it, it, it takes you immediately to your awareness of death to yes. be thinking about your heart rate. Yeah. For me, at least. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's where it went, because then that's part of the reason why I started thinking about all this shit. Like, oh, the severity of the situation of like how potentially dangerous this could be. All, yeah. It's like in the back of my mind, I knew I was going to be safe, but at the same time, it's like safe on like it checks off a number of yes. things. Yeah, but it's like there's always the case of like mm-hmm. I could just I could just have a fucking heart attack right now. Yeah, and that would be it. I would be done. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah. So I start freaking out. I mean, I'm not physically doing anything to freak out, but I'm really in my head and all this kind of stuff. And then I start hearing this like wave like pattern. And it was akin to the most accurate description I can think of. It's the stereotypical time portal sound. If you've ever thought of what a time portal sounds like or would sound like, I'm all saying, like, you know what a time you portal. Know. You know. Come on, you know. I'm like thinking of all the sci-fi movies that I can try to draw up. What it is is a whooshing kind of wavy sound. Like a and it starts getting faster and faster in um in its frequency. Yeah, yeah, it's just and it just gets to the point where it's just like vibrating so intensely, and I'm like, it almost feels like that's what's about to happen. Is like, I mean, maybe that is exactly what was happening. In my mind, I'm like, am I about to travel through time right now? Like, is that what's going to happen? Yeah. And it became a very real danger at the time. Because in my mind, traveling through time was synonymous with leaving the present realm, which could also be associated with death. So all of those things were tied together. Yeah, like... Of like, I could go here. I could go with it. Yeah. But if I do, that means that I have to give up this existence. Yeah. That effectively, there are physical consequences yes. for this yes. time travel. Yeah. 
it was really just the idea of leaving one realm and entering another. Yeah. And so it just kind of like resprung up these ideas of what it means to die and is death real and where do you go and all this kind of stuff. How important is it? Or, you know, what what is the weight? Right. Am I holding on to this too much? Yeah. Uh, am I all tied up inside and why can't? Why can't I accept this concept? Yeah. Kind of is natural when you actually die. Yeah. That's crazy. Exactly. So it's like going through all the same thought processes that you would naturally go through. As you said, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Because you don't know where you're going to go. Right. But the fact that you're about to go somewhere is very real. Like you're hardwired to survive. Yeah. And yet you're totally hardwired to die. But it's scary because you're hardwired to try to prevent that for as long as possible and then finally be forced to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and here I was doing something that's like trying to be like the impetus for like projecting me, mm-hmm. you know, or like speeding up that process. And I'm like, what have I done? Yeah. I did this to myself. And yeah. then and then it's just it becomes heavy because it sets off well, first of all, the pulsating from all that warping feeling just made me burst, obviously. That was my bursting point where I couldn't handle it anymore. So I was just like, you know, yeah. first uh, round, round of first hurling. first round of vomit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And from there, it was very continuous. It was like, blah, Do you, beca- blah, you get at, become at peace with the vomit and it starts to feel okay or is it pretty no, awful? It's pretty awful the entire time. It's not like a normal vomit where like there's something in there that you're you know, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, your body's kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, ah. this is unprecedented. So basically, you know, I'm, I'm vomiting and, you know, obviously when you're, when you're vomiting, uh, you can't detach yourself from what's physically happening. You go to that place mm-hmm. and you focus on how sick you're feeling. Right. And that's what it felt like. I'm like, oh shit. You know, I always get this way. Anytime I feel really sick too, I start like kind of reevaluating my morals and stuff like that. I start feeling like, yeah. Oh, like I'm a shitty person. I need to be kinder to people who are being kind to me right now, that kind of stuff, you know. Anywho, so it was kind of a constant going back and forth between being caught up in the physical realm of puking my guts out and those swirling thoughts in my head that were becoming difficult to find some kind of resolution with, you know. Yeah. So basically that was going on for about hour and a half, almost two hours was like this whole purging process. Now, something that's very interesting about that process, by the way, was that every time the medicine would shift or it would enter a new part of my digestive tract, Mm -hmm. I knew exactly where it was in my digestive tract because I could feel it moving throughout my body. Yeah. It was kind of creepy because I had never experienced that before. You would would think you eat things every day. Uh You would think you would pay attention to that sort of thing because you totally can. Yeah. It's totally there. If you eat anything, you can track it. It's just normally you don't think about it. Yeah. And in this instance, I had no other choice because every time it would go, say, from like the left side of my body to the right side of my body and just traveling through my intestines, like I could feel it like, oh, shit, here it comes. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's turning that corner. And every time it would turn that corner to start going to the other side, the waves would come back again. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's like every time it was moving through my body. Wow. To the next part, it would do that again, and then I yeah. would burst again. So basically, physically, what's happening is it's cleaning out your entire digestive tract. So basically, any kind of like toxins that are in there physically, yeah. it's just grabbing onto anything and everything it can and flushing that out of your system. So all that deeply stored shit in your body. 
Wow. So it actually physically yes. does that yes. and it goes that deep into your yes. digestive tract? Yes. I'm going to skip and it. it com- and you vomit <laughs> yes. that uh, shit out? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. So I'll, I'll come back to that in a little, a little bit. I'm going to skip ahead really quickly <laughs> okay. and just because this is on, a little bit more uh, elaborating on that disgusting quality about it. I love there was it. A, there was a point where it was like <laughs> definitely in like my bowel, like reaching the end of its digestive tract. Yeah. And I was still trying to puke it out. And that was like the most disgusting feeling ever wow. because it was like that deep as like, I knew where it was. And I'm Does like, that I that happen sh- to everyone. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You're like, it fucking happened to me. <laughs> it happened to me. <laughs> and it was, and, and it bothered me because of the fact that I was like simultaneously like barfing and shitting anyway at the same time. I'm like, I'm on the toilet. Why am I not shitting this out? Yeah, like, you're like, you, and, what are you guys doing out there? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'll be out in a minute. Well, luckily. you didn't probably talk. I'm just no, it, no, it didn't. But you could hear other people. Like there were, there was a, there was an area where there was like barricades, kind of like little, like, you yeah. know, toilets that you would shit into basically or, or something like that. Did that feel like prison like? A little bit. A little bit when I was in there because it's it's again it's it's a very like self reflective environment because yeah you're kind of in this enclosed space. I mean, granted, you know it's like a, a wooden area, mm-hmm. so you're you know you have like wooden walls around you and stuff. But at at the same time, it's it's almost like going back to that whole guilt thing of like you put yourself here and it's like it's it feels disgusting and like you start just thinking about like what a piece of shit you are maybe not maybe everybody doesn't think of it that way but that's the way i was thinking about like oh my god thinking about like every awful thing i've ever done in my life and every major conflict i've ever had with like every person in my entire life yeah basically is that the idea of um like people say you know your life flashes before your eyes sure that thing happens i would imagine very quickly for someone who's really dying yeah but for for me in this situation it was a matter of like it's a lengthy process that lasts all night and you can't do anything else Yeah, because your body is practically disabled. Like even trying to walk requires assistance because your whole sense of coordination is just, it's gone. You know, yeah. you're like, you try to get up and your legs are weak and you're trying to like stumble around and like, they literally can't support you. So you need yeah. someone like holding your arm and walking you over to the area where you... Right. You go do what you have to do. Yeah. Because you're just like shaking and your body is just totally disoriented. So physically speaking, it, it gets to every part of your digestive tract. When it finds something there, it purges it from your body one direction or the other. But then another interesting quality about that was that I can't remember specifically which areas pertained to which emotions, but there were links. Like when it reached a certain area of my body where it would spark a certain memory or a certain emotion like there is some kind of some kind of mental baggage yeah that i had directed physically and it had been stored in like this area or that area of like this area was associated with some memory like when i went through it initially that's where it was hurting me or like that's where i was emotionally feeling it on a physical level yeah so that's where it's always been. And so those are those particular types of issues with people. Again, since it's like an all night thing, it's an all night process, then it's just it's basically hours of doing that. And then once the whole purging is done, you know, two or three hours of constantly puking and shitting and intervals of like maybe a few minutes between each time you do it, you know, you're puking about maybe 15, 20 times an hour or something like that. You know, it's ridiculous. It's just nonstop. And it's just bile, it's bile, and it's like, it's suffering, because at a certain point, you feel like there's nothing left here, and I'm still making this. You're like begging your body to stop. Yeah. 
Wow. And it's just like, and it's like, it's, I can, I'm, yeah. you did this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Hey, sorry. And, and it's just like bile. It's just acid. It's just like, Oh, I just want this to stop kind of thing. And then of course, whoop, 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 goes to its next, uh-huh. its next destination and start the whole process over again. So after the whole purging, you know, the first few hours, your body is just totally exhausted. And then you're basically just there to like sit with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So really, there's nothing to do <laughs> physically. You're laying there, you're wide awake, and you went through this crazy experience. So that's where you, you, know, you start kind of trying to resolve some of those deeply seated issues and stuff like that. So, and yeah, had a few, had a few revelations. Uh, I won't go into too much detail. Some of it's a little, a little bit too personal, a little bit too specific. Uh, like, you know, cause again, I don't want to like name names or call people out and stuff like that, but a lot of, a lot of things going on, you know, a lot of like family stuff, a lot of like relationship stuff, a lot of just like friendship stuff and thinking about what I was doing with my life and what's, what was right, what's wrong, what I should be doing, what I'm not doing as well as I could be and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really intense and, uh. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you ever at any point interact with, did you get visitations from other beings? I hear about that a lot. Like, so not the first night, because the first night it was just totally suffering and trying to resolve shit. Yeah. So, on so my you own do there. it for a series of nights, the ayahuasca. Yeah. So the first night was that. And then you have a day afterwards, like an entire day to just chill, get rest reflect maybe like write some things down in a journal like it's just you don't do anything major you know like we the most we did was we we spent maybe a couple hours like walking around the nearest town or something just a little bit just to kind of like be a little bit active but not cooped up yeah exactly and just after that you know you come back anyway and you just you know you're on a very strict diet as well mostly juice and just you know lots lots of fruits and vegetables and stuff like that nothing heavy um they have a lot of recommendations and things to make your experience more meaningful and and useful, you know, and and usually that pertains to maintaining somewhat of a strict diet before and afterwards. Yeah. So it was a change for me as well too. And that made me feel better as well. I became very, became a lot more in tune with what I was putting into my body afterwards, you know? I bet. Because yeah, because it's almost like wiping the slate clean. So now when you put things in your body, you really really notice how everything is affecting you and you're just like oh yep like it's almost like you can predict it before it even happens like "Ah, i'm gonna eat this and i'm gonna feel this and yeah yep yep there it is you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so in that way it's good uh it makes you very sensitive and very just in tune with that that part physically of your body so i remember thinking like the entire time I was like purging, I was thinking like, oh man, I have to do this again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have to go do this another, you know, after, after the next day, I'm gonna have to do this another night. So how many days? Three? Yeah. So the first, yeah, three nights or okay. three days, the first day, first ceremony, second day is rest. And then, uh, the second ceremony is on the third day. And then, you know, you, you leave the next morning. Yeah. They okay. have, they I ha- bet it's hard to leave. Is it, it hard to leave? Or was- are you like, uh, later? No, I mean, it was it was pretty difficult because I, I started kind of getting used to it and I started really liking the diet. I started really kind of liking, you know, the sensations that I was getting, some of the, the, the knowledge that I was receiving from it. And I say knowledge because uh, it's not just uh, self-resolution kind of stuff. That's That was the first day. 
Um, the second ceremony, I was a lot more in tune with a purpose. I was a lot more like we say about like people or certain entities or whatever, like visiting you or that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, without sounding too crazy, I will say that like I became very in tune with a some kind of greater force than myself that was it's almost like you're fucking crazy yeah i know (laughs) no so wait i mean it was like i want to totally want to hear about it if you don't mind also like there's so much like well i I, not to interrupt because i want to stay on track but like um outwardly in the past couple years i've become really shut off to talking about stuff like this uh because i don't want to be as like what's the what am i trying to say here I totally believe in stuff like this is what I'm trying to say, even though I wouldn't readily admit it as much anymore publicly. Yeah. yeah. So like I, part of that is because um, whenever you do people kind of, sometimes people will make it the focus like, yeah, but it was probably just the drug. Right. And you're like, well, that's not the point. Yeah. The point is what that experience has offered me. So like yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I know you didn't come here to debate whether or not this thing happened to you was real. So yeah, you don't have to qualify oh, the experience no. in such a way. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, it's like, uh, but it makes it hard sometimes whenever you're like, yeah, I totally believe in other realms and that that veil can be stripped away. Yeah. And like, sometimes it's cool to just have an honest conversation about it. Because I've got some stuff that like, I always qualify by saying like, yeah, who knows what it really was. Maybe it was something inside of me. Yeah. But also maybe not. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe it was something that I was supposed to experience for whatever reason that I don't, there's no way I can know that. I, I, the way, the best way I could try to relate it to is, is it was akin to when people say that God talks to them. It's that kind of thing. That's what a narrative, like a narrator voice kind of, imparting advice and wisdom exactly because honestly you know obviously it's inside yourself right like i didn't i didn't hear a voice talk to me yeah but there was i was it's like i was channeling something a channeling a part of myself that was concerned with 100 percent pure intention yeah and to me that was like oh this is like some greater force revealing itself to me or revealing itself to be a part of me. You know what I mean? Like that has to do with my idea of what, because I do believe, I do believe in a God figure, but I don't believe in like man in the sky kind of shit. That's just my own take on it. And I'm not going to, you know, it's like you said, we don't have to debate that, but, um, but for me, it's like just the totality of, of nature, like just total consciousness. So whatever that total consciousness was, was, it was like kind of, revealing to me that I had the answers within myself and I knew morally what was right and wrong and that I shouldn't question myself. And that's what it was telling me. It's like, it was basically saying, Hey, like you're good. Yeah. You are like your choices thus far. Yeah. Trust in them. Trust in your, yeah. Trust in them. Trust in yourself. You know, like don't be afraid Uh to do that. Because yeah. because you know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. I was like, fuck. And it's it it heavy. And you're it was, like, it's thanks. Ob- it's like at the same <laughs> time, both very obvious, but also very heavy because it's, 
it's like receiving a message. It wasn't like I was just telling myself, like, oh, yeah, just, you know, fucking do it. Right. And you then you, you don't believe it. And you kind of skulk away like, I guess I'll try that. <laughs> I guess I'll try believe. Thanks for the good advice. Inner wisdom, God. Thanks. You know, <laughs> it like was, you can actually, because it's such an authoritative yeah. voice and you're aware of it when that happens. You're there, aware of the weight behind it. Yeah. There was a, a large part of it had to do with like the, um, you always hear about people talk about the river, you know, like the river speaks to you, that kind of stuff. Or like the, there's, yeah. there's a lot of wisdom in the river. And I've always read about that and like, you know, like Siddhartha or something like that or whatever, you know, maybe not particularly in Siddhartha, but books like that, that are all about development yeah. and, you know, uh, being, being mindful and all that kind of stuff. Oh, just look to the river. Like the river teaches us all we need to know. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Kind of. But and you hear it so much. You're like, yeah. Okay. But like, that was, that was like the most obvious thing in that moment was like, oh, like it all clicked. It all yeah. sank in because of the spot that we were at. There is a very tumultuous part of the river, like just crashing waves. Just just like and almost immediately after that, it was like the calmest section. It was just, yeah, just flowing smoothly. And I was watching that and I was just like, oh, shit, like. That's life. That's yeah. conflict and resolution. That's like everything right. that everybody goes through ever. Yeah, you go through some shit, and it gets better. Yeah, and, you know, maybe along the way another fucking there's another shit storm. Yeah, and then it's and there's then it's, a little calm spot after. And it. then it's yeah. it's just totally fine and just be cool, man. Like <laughs> you know, it didn't say that to me, but it's just that's the way I felt about it. Was like it was very profound. Yeah. It wasn't just like oh yeah yeah. I was like oh. That's what life is. Yeah. And specifically, like, you know, words that were coming to me were, uh, like I said before, about pure intentions. And it was like telling me, be love. And it was that simple. Just be love. Yeah. Go into things with pure intentions and be love. And that's all you have to do. And you'll be fine. Right. And I was just like, okay. So what does that mean as far as personal relationships, you know, then it will makes me think about, you know, again, I won't say particular things, but like I have issues with, or I've had issues with certain family members and stuff too. And, um, I guess I'll go ahead and say stuff. I'm not going to say particularly, but like I've, I've had like issues with my father before. Just, eh, it's just shit you deal with, you know, I'm not going to call him out specifically on things, but, but there was one thing that it was almost like telling me to like give him a break. It was weird. What it specifically told me was, you'll know when you're a father. Like, that's what it Mm. told me. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. And it just, it was that realization of like, yeah, you'll understand. It's like, you're going to get it. You're going to get it in both senses. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You're going to understand it and you're going to fucking get it. (laughs) Yeah. And, And it was, and it was just so it was just so obvious. It was just one of those things like, again, it's like, I knew I had stumbled upon that at some point in my life, but it was like fleeting. And I just kind of carried about my business and just kind of, you know, harboring like resentment and just like, you know, know, it's just, uh, it's, it's nothing against my dad personally, but just, it's a thing that a lot of young men go through because of the fact that like, you know, your father is basically like the, the, they're the ones that are showing you how to be, Mm-hmm. a man. Right. So you become very 
critical of all of their behaviors. And so me being the type of person that I am, like I'm very, very analytical and I kind of dissect everything. And then I just start, you know, just like harboring all this shit of like, you know, thinking about like, why didn't, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? All that kind of shit. Oh man. And I, I've, I've held on to a lot of that shit for a long time, you know, yeah. you know, having that, but also it's like never really talking to him about that. Right. But also being like, well, he doesn't talk to me about that. So why am I, why do I have to be the one to like yeah. approach him? It's like, that's hit, that's on him, isn't it? You know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. So in that moment, it's just like realizing like, yeah, you should just, again, going back to just, just be who you are. If, yeah. if you're the one that wants to like work things out, just be that fucking person and bring it up. Right. Talk to him about shit, you know, that kind of stuff. So oh, that's awesome. That makes me feel better because I get, I get, I get the same things. I get family. Uh, when I get emotional, I get very judgy, and I've, I'm like, you, you're doing this. Yeah. You're. Why are you do, doing this this way? Do it that way. Yeah. Like you should. Because <laughs> I'm your family, and I get like, yeah. I get, I can get like commanding and um, almost like. Um, it's not a good quality, and it's usually me when I'm, I'm usually underneath it. I'm hurt, yeah, you know. Um, but I, and then my way of dealing with that is like making sure someone knows that they're wrong. Yeah, that's fucking not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, so. absolutely. So that becomes a matter of like, well, if if you if you're the type of person that wants to resolve things. How do you go about doing that in a way that's not so confrontational? Yes, See, and that's yeah. really what that's. It's like oh, okay, I'll just, I just, I'll just be nicer if that makes sense. Like just, just start engaging in. That's a good those thing. Kind and of things, I you know? tend to be avoidant because I'm like, I know that we have this thing we need to resolve. Yeah. And so I'll avoid engaging because for some reason I feel like the engaging needs to surround that, but it may not need to. Hmm. That's weird. That's a little That's bit weird. Tough. Maybe I need to go do some ayahuasca. And <laughs> I mean, I would. It's not not going it to help you. It scares me though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it should and it does should. scare everyone. I know it's easy to say like, oh yeah, everyone should do it, but it's like, no, that's Mm-mm. not true. You know? I don't believe that no. true. I'm glad you said that because there are a lot of people that do say everyone should do it, and I think there are some types of people that they break yeah. under that kind of exposure to maybe themselves and and yeah. their fears. And, you know, fears kind of become their separate uh, universes of possibility that, like, you think about and you go through. And there's horror stories about people taking ayahuasca. Yeah. Anyway, not to discourage anyone from doing it but i think about that and then i'm like what if i'm that person that has the the horror well, story see that's what i was thinking about too I'm like what if I'm like such a small percentage of people have bad experiences like permanently bad experiences but it's like what if i'm one of those people uh-huh. you know yeah. what if there's some kind of undiagnosed thing going on that i just don't yeah. know about right and so again the my my knee-jerk reaction is like i'm gonna die like, <laughs> that's, that's totally gonna happen right now yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So thank you for sharing your story because it makes me feel better. And I haven't even taken ayahuasca, but that like, that really made me aware of, it made me aware of myself for a minute. I was like, yeah. 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's secondhand effects, you know, something like that, you know, just talking to a person that's been on mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you know, uh, strangely, actually, no, it makes sense. Uh, me me, and or my friend and I, we, we had different experiences the first time. We shared our experiences the next day because we were just relaxing and stuff, you know. Yeah. And I was going into all this, like, like I told, like just told you, all this really deep kind of emotional shit. And he was telling me, he's like, wow, I kind of, I kind of wish I had that. Because he's like, he's like, I just felt really fucking high. <laughs> I was like, he had like the what? <laughs> driest, most, what kind of, see, now I want to know what his uh, Myers-Briggs type is. Like, yeah, I what don't know. Makes you, to, I'm so jealous of people that him. are that like, not shallow, because shallow indicates a negative thing, but like people that are that like simple and dry and they're just like, yeah, yeah. I w- it it was weird, man. You know, and you're like, well, how was it weird? Like, did anything happen to you? And they're like, no, I just like. <laughs> I mean, what happened? Did anything happen to him? I I mean, so well, so the thing is, I think it, it just had to do a lot with the, the mindset going in. Yeah. You know, like like yeah. I I went into it with this kind of like, I wanted answers. If that makes sense, you know, it's like yeah, I was almost like, all right, I'm gonna find some shit out. You know, like I had an agenda, I had like an objective, yeah. that kind of stuff. And he was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I just want to experience this, just see yeah. what, see what it's all about. Right. And so because of that. I got my experience, he got his. And granted, uh, even the person that was a veteran there that was telling us, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, she was telling us, like, it's different for every person every time you do it. And that's that was her saying after, like, seven times just that year of just, like, yeah. it's always different. Right. And she was kind of telling us, like, the key to it is to just let it do what it's going to do and try not to control it. Because yeah. if you try to control it, you're gonna meet some demons, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like no, you're 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 fucked. Like that's just bottom line. Like it smacks you around mm-hmm. and makes you realize you're not in charge. You're totally not in charge. That's why I love, you know, Terrence McKenna. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love him. Absolutely. He's like the truth is. <laughs> well, you see, nobody's that. in control. <laughs> If you think you're in control, <laughs> well, you've got another thing coming. <laughs> so good. So true, too. Oh, but man. the bizarre thing was that the second ceremony, like we we were talking the next morning after the second ceremony. And here I was, I was like, I was handling it like a champ. Like I was the last person to vomit. I was like getting into like meditative like pose like when it was coming on because i knew i was like oh it's coming on let, let me just open mm-hmm. myself and, and i was ready for it because i was like i had this crazy experience and i'm like let's just see what happens and and so my experience the second time was really mild but for him his experience was flipped so he had the crazy experience the second time oh and that's mi- where you were going and okay. it might have been because of the fact that we had discussed uh, our experience and then he started ex- thinking he about started it thinking about shit and then he's like and then he had that experience the next day and oh he's just my like god He's okay. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that was a lot different. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, I was like, mine was very Did chill. Do you feel a little guilty for even saying anything? No, I get not scared really. sometimes that I'm going to get people because I think about way too heavy of stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. I get afraid I'm going to give, like, uh, contagiously yeah. give people the symptoms yes. you know like i'm gonna be like i shouldn't be talking about that kind of like when you talk about ghosts late at night you're like mm. you're oh, like yeah. i hope this place isn't haunted <laughs> and then someone's like oh 
I heard this one story, yeah. and then they start swapping like ghost yeah. stories back and forth. The next thing you know, you're like laying awake in bed, like, please, God, spare me. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, under normal circumstances, yes, I would definitely feel guilty about like putting those kind of thoughts and so I'm like, oh shit, like my bad, I'm sorry. Yeah. But in this context, I'm just like cool like <laughs> yeah i'm I hel- glad you worked I helped it you out. out man like awesome you know yeah because he said said to you, he's like man i kind of wish i had gone through something like that yeah and then sure enough yeah next next day he went through some shit and i'm like cool awesome and so you know we had her talk about it so yeah it's like i think i would still be open to doing it again too but just not maybe anytime soon yeah. just when i really need it you know it's like if there's right. another really big thing in my life that I'm that I can't wrap my head around or something like that it's like obviously it's not something that should be toyed with it's not something that you go into uh disrespectfully like you have to treat it with with the respect it deserves yeah yeah so what about the girl that did it seven times that year do you think she was like I don't even remember her vomiting honestly wow think of it that way is like if you take a medicine that cleans you out and there's like nothing in there to clean out you're not I mean, you're you're good. She was over here doing. She was like doing yoga the first night. I remember. <laughs> I remember seeing her just like doing all these poses and shit. Like she would get up and she'd like crawl around and shit. I was like, God damn, this bitch is crazy. Like you know, like <laughs> I was a little scared. I was like, because uh, she's just like yeah. crawling up to people, looking around, and just kind of. I was like, damn, okay, Whoa. she's she's experiencing something right now. Um. But yeah, wow. a lot a lot different than than I would have imagined. So do you think not that it fucking matters what anyone thinks cuz she's doing her thing, but yeah. like do you think she needs to be doing it or is benefiting sure. from yeah, it? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. She was I mean, you know, she's not like old, but she was probably like in her early 50s, you know, mid maybe early to mid 50s, you know. She had some age on her. Yeah. Um and I think for her it was just a matter of just you know, stretching out and just kind of like doing what felt normal she's just really in tune with what her body wants to do she's just doing things that just feel normal in that moment of like this is where my mind is going i'm just gonna let it go right you know and um a person who was like guiding the ceremony not not the shaman but the other person that was kind of like helping or just like watching making sure everybody's safe Mm -hmm. um yeah she was saying that that every ceremony is different she said there's times when like everybody's like singing together there's times when people are like screaming like they're shouting like <laughs> it's just whatever you want you know it sounds like such a fun chaotic yeah occupation i mean do they um, is this something they do as a service or do they make money off of it or do they make just enough money to self-sustain their like property and and uh, how does that work i mean did you guys pay to get yeah, to do this we definitely we paid for the experience but again it's like i said there's there's a very like middleman kind of thing you like there's the guy who sets everything up yeah right and like you stay at his place you know and uh you know and then there's like the shaman so the shaman does that shit like oh my god i'm thinking like he does that shit he's got to at least do that like a hundred times a year at least mm-hmm. because he's always doing these ceremonies and so he's like used to them like to him it's like ayahuasca is a part of life anyway right and you're just he's just you know just, you just being there to being take your, part for your day yeah yeah so you know there's times during the whole process the whole night where you know he'll start busting out like on an instrument so i didn't see what it was it was some kind of like 
bowed percussive instrument or whatever it almost sounded like it had like a drone to it as well like that kind of thing yeah um and he's just you know singing these these very very simple but like very again profound melodies that are just like they're they're there to kind of keep you grounded in reality and and to kind of just ease you because it's just like oh yeah that's okay yeah just kind of like almost like melodic chanting in a way you know so cool. it was it was really it was really nice. And then, yeah, I guess just depending on the personalities that are there and what everyone's going through and how many times people have done it, how used to it they are. It's like she said, sometimes, you know, people will like bring instruments and they'll start playing or singing or like screaming like crazy or, you know, like making animal sounds or whatever the fuck. Like when I was initially uh, going through all that stuff, I brought her over to me because I told her I was like, I'm very just anxious right now. Like I trying to stay calm and i can't and she's just like just let the medicine do what it needs to do and yeah. if, if you she's like if you if you feel like laughing laugh if you feel like crying then cry if you feel like screaming then scream just whatever whatever comes to you it's fine yeah just let it just let it be let it do what it needs to do wow and i was like fuck okay <laughs> shit <laughs> uh, that's like that. That's a funny sobering moment where you realize she can't really help you, but she did just she, help yeah, you by totally being did. present with just you. Be, yeah, just it was so deep, and it's sense like her sense of caring is that's how I perceived it. Because she she stayed there. It was like for a little while there, she was like she saw us panicking, and so she came over and was just kind of like holding my hand for a little while and just like Aww. just being there. It just felt like oh, there's someone here that that cares about me. Right. And that felt like the best thing in the world. And it was like, this is all I, this is all I need in life. That's <laughs> what yeah. it felt like. It's like, I just need some sort of like connection with people of like, they care about you, you care about them. Like people that genuinely care about your well-being. And I was like, that's right. profound. And of course, who better than, you know, family and stuff like that. And then of course it sets off that whole train, oh, train of thought. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and just, you know, and friends and. You know, and they start thinking about every person, you know, do they care about me? Do I care about them? What's our relationship based on? Like, you know, it's, yeah, it gets deep. It gets Man. deep when you start thinking about every person you've ever met, you know? Right. <laughs> or at least every significant person that you've had conflict with in your life. So, yeah. So, yeah. And it's really overwhelming, too, because there are, there are a lot of people. Yeah. Like, even in being selected, if I were to count everyone that's important to me for one reason or another... Like, you and I haven't seen each other in forever. Yeah. But you're important to me. Yeah, likewise. So it's like... Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Deanna's cool. I'm I'd just, be like, yeah, know. let's hang out. And then you'd be calling. And I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I got busy. <laughs> Which is fucked up. I do that to people sometimes. Yeah. I try not to. That's all. That's another thing is like learning how to be honest as I get older honest about like my ability to keep up with everyone which is kind of what i'm saying is like when you think about that amount of people it's like you totally want to keep up with them uh but you kind of can't no you always can't. no no not always obviously yeah, yeah. and it's, um it's hard it's hard it's it's just like uh practically speaking there are you know, water can only move through a certain width of a tube uh, at a certain speed or whatever that there's like, 
actual physics and possibilities involved right. that are limited. Limit exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just limits, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. As us again, that was actually one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cat. <That's> so great. <laughs> He's licking his donut collar. He does that all the time, and then his tongue gets stuck. You saw it just now. Yeah. That happens. That's like the... Oh, my God. That's so sad. Tomato. Hey, buddy. 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 Try to relax and lay down. It's like one of the best things I've seen Let all the day. medicine do what it's going to do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. It's that's just going to work itself out. <laughs> So like that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to to start this podcast in the first place too. Yeah. It's almost like when we were talking about doing this, you're like, yeah, it's a good reason to hang out too. It's just like, yeah, like for me, I'm totally. like, there's people that I want to like keep in my life more frequently, mm-hmm. and the best way to do that is to talk to them. Well, then, sadly, in these days, this this time, it's you know everybody can't be on the phone and talking all the time i i grew up like having two three hour long conversations with people on the reg like just the phone and i still do all the time talk on the phone i don't do it as much as i'd like to but it doesn't get recorded and this is where (laughs) your services are coming in like you are serving a purpose here because now yeah you know if nothing else this one like snapshot is like a good cross-section of our friendship for this past Two hours? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll put we'll That's great. We'll close it up soon, you know. And yeah. usually for something like this, if it goes over an hour, I'm gonna do just make it like a two parter. Gotta be I gotta was be just aware. thinking that yeah. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Just be like, Hey y'all. Yeah. This is a special two part yeah. podcast. Yeah, because I don't like limiting the conversations. Like if it if it's a great conversation, I'm not gonna like cut it short. So if it goes yeah. on for longer than an hour, hour and a half or whatever, it's like fuck it, like and we had a good spot that we stopped anyway in the middle where it was right around the hour mark. So yeah. that makes sense. First part will be like, you know, talk, all that talk about personality types. And the second part's almost just talking about psychedelics and cool and meaning. So, yeah, good stuff. Did you have anything else you wanted to close on? I mean, uh, I did want to ask you if you would be into, you know, playing and recording a, you know, oh, a tune. If you, if you want, no, there's no pressure. But at the same time, you know, like... I'm a fan, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I am. And I'm like, yeah, God damn it. Like, you know, it's like we talked about, you know, it's, it's hard to self-promoting is hard because it just feels awkward. Yeah. So, but if you have, you know, people around you that believe in what you're doing, it's not hard for them to promote you and to be like, Hey, check my buddy out. You know, I'm trying to think of what I would play if I did that. I just played yesterday. So you would think I would. You know what's a bummer is I don't feel like I have anything new that I'm like super excited about right now. I am arranging a song that I could. Should I do that? See, I'm gonna start thinking way too hard about this. I might well, pass for this one. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. This doesn't have to be the only one that we do. <laughs> yeah, we should totally so. do it again. I have. I have. That one's not ready to play. I, I, yeah. Well, at the very least then, um, did you, have you started a YouTube channel yet? I did. Yeah. Well yeah. Then. I've got like nine videos on there. Plug that shit, D. <laughs> <laughs> so the channel is called Music Fort 
like Fort Worth, or like you build a fort out of blankets, and uh, it's the music fort. And it was just this thing, I just named it after a Facebook page I started a long time ago, which was initially for guitar lessons. Yeah. But I just like the name, so I keep using it on my email and everything. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. It's kind of childish and like, yeah, like a fort. Yeah. And the idea when initially was like, you know, that it would be a it would become a supportive uh group for um people to kind of refer to each other and help each other out um be it with practice or getting gigs or giving away gigs or um anything like that. Um so the chant now it's just all me. It's right now it ha- it hasn't grown because I don't know how to make things grow and become things. Um, so it's just all videos of me. There's ten videos, and I put one up this past week of a cover, uh, "The Way You Look Tonight" by Jerome Kern. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And funny that you mention it. Did you? You must have seen on the the Facebook I I posted that I'm leaving. Well, I don't yes. want to be dramatic about well, it. I keep I keep deactivating once a week to yeah. because it's like been a thing of mine lately to conserve my time and Facebook just in my opinion doesn't oh, help with that. No, it doesn't. I I haven't been on it much. Uh like I didn't even post photos or like anything from the trip that I went on and I mean that yeah. was a pretty big deal. It took like hundreds of photos and Good. you know all keep kinds it, of videos keep it and to stuff. yourself and yeah. like I like I've found a lot of pleasure in just yeah. keeping like nope, that's mine. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> that's mine. No one gets to see that. Yeah. So, I, but, I show it to people that I hang out with. I'm like, yeah, if you're interested, but it's like, I don't yeah. want to like just throw it out there and people are just be like, yeah, cool. Whatever. Well, I realized <laughs> recently, and this is kind yeah. of going back to the personality type thing. I'm trying to be more honest with myself. I'm not interested in yeah. most people, most like I'm interested in your life, but I would so much rather hear it from you. Yeah. And so like being off Facebook has made me so much more happy because like most of the time I'm yeah. looking at what people post and I'm just like, yeah, it's like, why would you think that's okay? Shaking my head. <laughs> and yeah. It seems mean, but I don't mm, care. And I think it's no. better to be honest that I don't care because I think um, it creates a sense of there's nothing worse than someone when they're pretending to care about the thing that you're doing, you yeah. know, where they feel like they should because other people right. around town are interested. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they need to be interested in what I'm doing because it was up on Facebook and it got a lot of likes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I like, did post my YouTube channel up there though last week. Like, like if you're interested, follow me over there because yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's basically all I use Facebook Facebook for now. Is like if I'm doing something like a project or like you know releasing another podcast episode or something like that, I'm like, hey, here's the thing. If you, it's like if you want to keep up with me, you know, if if you're if you're into the idea of keeping up with things that I do, yeah. like. Me as a person, yeah. it actually does other things, not on Facebook. Yeah, like real <laughs> things, not just about like what I'm eating or what I'm like mm-hmm. feeling at any given moment that's going to like be gone in a few seconds anyway, you know, so I don't, yeah, I don't really get on on board with that kind of stuff, you know. So, I'm so glad. So, I think we're 30 so. plus, we're, we're in our 30s. <laughs> High five to that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do the YouTube too. So like, it's like, yeah, I got a YouTube channel and I got a podcast and all that kind of stuff. 
I I get on Snapchat occasionally because it goes away in a day. That so. is cool. I I I had a Snapchat for a short period. I could never quite yeah. get into it. Yeah. I get attached to things. I think I don't yeah. like that it goes away. I I like it for this is like a very strange thing. Uh I like the fact that I can see who's viewing my content. Yeah. Like anytime, because it's only there for a day. Right. And then you can like, I'll go on like bursts where I'll put, I'll just make it a habit to post something every day, just random things, just so I can see who's paying attention to me. Yeah. And like, it's almost like being <laughs> like, oh, okay, this person's actually interested in like yeah. what, I, what I'm doing. So right. I should nurture that relationship a little bit more and be, and like, it's like. It does. It, it gives you some hints. Yeah. As to, yeah. you know. And it's surprising because some of those people I'm like, oh. I had no idea. Yeah. Because I think about myself on Facebook. Yeah, a lot of times on Facebook, I'll just kind of scroll and not really react. I'm just like, yeah, cool, cool. All right, this is what's happening. But I don't like start commenting on everybody's shit or like liking everything I see, even if I do like it, unless it's something amazing Then I'm like, I want you to know I'm thinking about you, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. So right. it's like, I don't just dish it out willy-nilly. <laughs> <laughs> so in this way... It's kind of like a, a weeding out process. Like yeah. of all the people that are following me on Snapchat, it's like these are the ones that are paying attention. So I'm going to make it a, a priority to communicate with them more frequently off of Snapchat. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're only using it for that. And then be like, hey, let's hang out. Let's talk. Yeah. Because you're cool, apparently. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. That yeah. is the big conundrum because I, I was Googling things uh last year like how can a musician leave facebook and then i found like a couple of seminars or tutorial advice basically video advice i can't remember if it was on youtube or whatever but it was this woman that was like look here's how you use facebook you want if you're using facebook to interact through facebook all day every day you're using it wrong yeah and she's like you want to use facebook to figure out how to contact people outside of facebook so use it and message people, but get their real emails and their private information, you know, through asking and through real relationship uh, building. And then you can you can locate who your people are. Yeah. Whenever you don't want to be on using that as a tool, you know. Yeah. Because it's designed to not work as well as it used to now with all the suppression and stuff, uh, ad suppression or posts suppressing just posts you know yeah so yeah i'm not about that anymore yeah no, right there with you yeah sorry facebook <laughs> ending on such a pessimistic <laughs> cynical note you know just like yeah, fuck facebook. <laughs> we out you know <laughs> i'm never promoting on you again care who wants me to don't ever ask me for anybody that ever wants to know anything about me just know number one don't ask me to promote anything on facebook ever again <laughs> venues booking agents all yeah. of you i ain't doing it yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is why i'm not getting any gigs it's oh. gotta you gotta have somebody that that just does that shit for you yeah just need a manager that's 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 all i need yeah yeah well, man, this has been so much fun. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's great. I appreciate your time, Dee. I have so much fun. Thank you for coming over. Yeah. This is great. <laughs>
Thanks, y'all, for listening. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of important. Bye-bye, goodbye, goodbye. This has been the podcast. As I'm sure you could tell from the tone of my voice throughout, I thoroughly enjoyed recording this episode. It was it was really fun. And it was great catching up with Deanna. I hadn't seen her in years. And it's always good to have an excuse to get out of town as well. So that's cool. Anyway, I highly recommend you check out her YouTube channel, The Music Fort. It might not be the first thing that pops up. You might have to be more specific. So search The Music Fort and her name, Deanna Valone, and you shouldn't have any trouble finding it. Also, for those of you who are interested in having an ayahuasca experience of your own, I would highly recommend Ayahuasca in Ecuador with Ken Johnson. That's the one that I went to. Um, You can check out their website or you can search for their channel on YouTube as well. Just remember that it is a very intense experience if you didn't already get that from my story earlier. So treat it with respect. Be sure it's something that you really want to do. And I would suggest having some previous experience with psychedelics beforehand, just so you have a reference point for the potential intensity of this experience. But it's totally worth it, even with all the bad stuff that I mentioned, because it does have the potential to change your life. Well, that pretty much wraps things up. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.